sure to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business. It's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're just thrilled to have on our show today, Amber Mack. As a lover and a liver of innovation, the internet of things, artificial intelligence and everything technology, Amber shares her knowledge, experience and insights with the world through writing, speaking and hosting on multiple platforms and networks. Amber appears regularly on networks like CNN, Bloomberg and Sirius XM and is the author of her national bestseller book called Power Friending and a co-author of Outsmarting Your Kids Online, a book on all about internet safety for kids. Beginning her career in the late 1990s, right in the middle of the dot-com boom, Amber has encountered bounds of success working as a strategist and marketing professional in the technology startup world. 2006, Amber combined these skills and experiences to bring her very own digital agency called Connect and has since worked with clients including Microsoft, Xbox, Ford Motor Company, Fast Company, PayPal, and lots of more amazing African companies. Today's podcast, we're going to talk to Amber about how businesses can find success by adopting and using technology, how e-commerce can help businesses access greater markets for international trade, and the real impact of e-commerce. Amber, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great. So let's dive right into it. What do you want our listeners to take away from our talk today? I think one of the most important things in terms of the future of small business in Canada is to recognize that when we talk about Canadian businesses, according to PayPal, small businesses actually make up 90-80% of all Canadian businesses. So you can see how important this is for the future. And many of those businesses, of course, e-commerce businesses or businesses that rely on digital technologies. Right on. Well, in today's economy is digital. So what, what makes a smart company? I think what makes a smart company is uh, a business that understands how to leverage digital tools and technologies in order to grow their business. And I think you've probably seen this as have I over the past few years in Canada, is that there's a huge opportunity to grow your business beyond just the borders of Canada. And yet we still continue to think very locally. And I think that's one of the things that digital tools and technologies allows us to do is to expand our business and really think about the potential to reach people all over the world. 
So thinking about it and doing it are two different things, as you know. So how can entrepreneurs, Canadian entrepreneurs in today's world, um, really take advantage of the digital world? And what, what does it really look like for, for small businesses? Is it big? Is it complex? Or can it actually be quite simple? I think it can be quite simple, but I will say, and I've, I've seen this over the years, is that many businesses go down the road of spending too much money on certain tools, not understanding how to leverage the latest technology, and really just getting lost in the sea of choice that we have when it comes to digital tools and technologies. And that's why it's so important, especially for a small business, that you think about how you're spending your time and your money and your resources and choosing the right tools and tech, because then the potential for growth can be enormous. And, you know, if you think about a perfect example of a small business, let's think about a business that is really sloppy with their invoicing and managing expenses and all those pieces of the puzzle. That happens all the time. And yet we have tools out there like FreshBooks that allow us to better manage our invoicing. You have tools out there like PayPal that allow you to better receive payments. And yet there are still companies that haven't quite figured out how to get all of those tools working in their favor. Is it a is it a cultural thing? Uh, I remember I was talking to a gentleman once about you know his his uh, using Facebook as a social media strategy. This is a long time ago. He says, "Oh, I'm not doing that." He says, "That's just a bunch of garbage." And so I'm thinking, you know, is is that why they're not adopting it, or is it too complex, or they're just not thinking about it? And so how how do they keep up? That's a great question. And I think even though perhaps we're in the, the the thick of things, as are people who are listening to this podcast, they understand how to use these tools. There's still a large number of small businesses across this country that don't really understand even how to leverage social media as a marketing tool. And you can see how all of a sudden they can be at a huge disadvantage, especially thinking about the fact that when you talk about Canadians online, more and more Canadians are using Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And yet there's still a large percentage of businesses that don't understand how to leverage those tools. So I don't think it's necessarily a cultural thing. I think at the end of the day, I think people are just overwhelmed. I think they don't necessarily know how to find the right tools and technologies. And and I think most importantly is that they don't know how to adapt quickly. You know, you may not use that same tool or tech one year from now. You may have to change to something better that exists out there. Maybe it's something that is powered by artificial intelligence that in two years totally streamlines something that used to take you many hours and cost you a lot of money. So it's that ability for relentless adaptation, for constantly changing, adapting, and adopting some of these new tools. And things are moving so fast that I can really appreciate that sense of being overwhelmed because like, I just changed that six months ago and now I got to go change it again. And people would shy away from that because they don't want to go down that uh, that route. So how do, how do I mean, when, as you're talking there, I'm thinking of Mr. Dressup, the Canadian icon, <laughs> you know, and that tickle trunk that he used to have and, you know, pulling out all this stuff. How do you know what is good for your business? That's a great question. And I think most importantly, it means really asking questions, doing your research, understanding how to uh, to research those tools and technologies that exist out there, look up reviews, all of those pieces of the puzzle. So look to industry thought leaders. I mean, one of the most incredible things that we have in today's digital economy is that you can have mentors whom you've never met before who exist across social media platforms who can give you advice and share the tools and tech that they're using. And we're seeing the growth happen. You know, when we talk about more 
more rural areas. I'm from Prince Edward Island. And if you think about digital small businesses in other parts of Atlantic Canada, like Nova Scotia, it was just released that Nova Scotia saw 47% growth year over year from 2016 to 2017. And that was from adopting digital tools and technologies like e-commerce. 47% growth is nothing to, uh, to shrug off. I mean, that's pretty substantial. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point you make. I I know that Startup Canada right now has a big ask in front of the federal government, uh, and the ask is very specific on making sure that every entrepreneur has access to the digital economy, just exactly for the reasons you just uh, referenced. So I, I appreciate you bringing up the the immense opportunity with that, but also there's still lots of entrepreneurs that just do not one have access to it, let alone how to use it. So uh, it's all about education and access. Um, we have uh, many entrepreneurs and, and listeners uh, on the show, Amber, who operate e-commerce platforms. You know, how can they leverage this technology to scale in your uh, in your experience? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few different things that they can pay attention to. One I mentioned previously, which was about being able to reach a global audience. And people may think, well, how do I do that? What should be the first step? Well, the easiest thing to do is to think about those English-speaking countries and how can you target them? Like, how are you able to target places like the UK or Australia as a couple of examples? Those are places where you might have the best opportunity. And and the second thing is to think about leveraging those digital tools and technologies and how do you get paid in those places? And, and let's be fair. I mean, that, that's confusing for a lot of people. How do you manage currency when you're selling overseas? And one of the things that I've been doing a lot lately through the work that I'm doing with PayPal is educating people about how using a technology like PayPal allows you to get paid anywhere in the world. They do all of the converting on their own. So then that takes out that barrier. And let's be honest. I mean, if you think about entrepreneurs and you think about people growing businesses, sometimes we put obstacles in front of us that don't actually exist because there are ways to overcome those obstacles. And I would say that's the thing that we need to think about is like one part of it is the tools and technologies. The other thing is get out of your own way and understand that this isn't the most difficult thing in the world to sell internationally. You just need to do the research, put in the time and the energy and figure out how you're able to reach those audience audiences. One through social media, one through making sure that you get paid, uh, another through thinking about shipping and how you manage shipping. And, and of course, there's probably lots of people who are listening who aren't selling goods. Maybe they're just selling services. And the same applies in terms of being able to target an audience overseas. So you've uh, you've got a vast uh, uh, client list, very uh, robust, very strong, uh, obviously international in that regard. Can you talk to us a little bit about your journey and bringing you know the world of digital uh, technology to you to help you start and to grow your business? Well, you know, I, I think one thing to remember, too, is that it didn't happen overnight. You know, it wasn't I didn't really fast track. And all of a sudden I got this large audience on Twitter and Facebook and and uh, and Instagram. I think it's been a, a constant, uh, you know, a constant effort to plug away at those platforms. And so I think really what we need to think about for most people is that you need to put the time and energy into social media. It provides enormous amount of relevancy today and it provides reach and access to audiences. And it's very inexpensive if you do it the right way. So for me right now, I have clients uh, in Romania, in Germany, uh, in Brazil. And so I think I've been able to reach those audiences simply by using social media. And I cannot emphasize 
enough. How I think that social media is the number one tool where entrepreneurs miss out. They think, oh, I've got my funding, you know, or I have investment money. I figured this out. I'm going to go and sell. And they're missing that whole piece of the puzzle because they don't want to pay for social media. Well, guess what? Organic reach is dying very quickly. And you have to put in the energy to creating good content, compelling content, and in some cases also pay for advertising. Even if it's just a few dollars a day, it's a great way to start understanding that you need to pay to play in this new environment. So let's t- let's key in on Romania for a second. Um, the, the first thing that people would say, okay, there's a language barrier. Do you find that for most business, most uh, most countries that you're going to through social media, uh, that English is the language? I I think for me, absolutely. And I think a lot of the businesses that I'm working with right now are, in fact, global businesses. So the Romania example is interesting. There's a cybersecurity company there called Bitdefender. I've been working with them for the past Uh few years. And there's a perfect example of a company that is selling internationally that does not see itself just as a Romanian company just to serve the Romanian audience. They have always focused globally in terms of global threats and being able to cater to help people around the world. And so they communicate on social media primarily through the English language, like many global companies. And it's a great example. We sometimes forget that, hey, you know, you can do business beyond our borders and beyond your town and beyond your province. Let's think bigger. Let's not think so small because that's a very Canadian thing. And when you talk about cultural things, I feel like that's one thing that stops many of us. There's a, I was at a conference once and I remember the, the gentleman that was speaking, he said very succinctly, he said, if we don't go to them, you can be sure they're coming to us. And uh, <laughs> it's a real reference point. We got to get out of our own way to do that. And the other thing I, I find, I mean, I live in New Brunswick and you know, we have this, uh, we have this sometimes this prevailing attitude. Oh, well, we're, people say, oh, they're from New Brunswick. What, you know, what's, what's the big deal? But internationally, people don't have a clue of the background or the culture in New Brunswick. They just think it's sexy and exciting to be talking to a Canadian. So I think there's better opportunity to go outside of Canada necessarily than it is to stay within our own borders because of that willingness to embrace uh, these, these new these new businesses that are out there in the world. So I, I think uh, your point of your own success is pretty important that you just go do it and it'll start coming to you. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people will say, oh, it's not that easy. It's hard to reach out to people. Well, the reality is right now, if you're using social media platforms or um, if you are effective in creating content online and you put it on those platforms, let's be honest, you can find anyone you want on LinkedIn. You can find anyone yes. you want on Twitter. And I'm not saying you bug those people and you say, hey, I want to do business with you. Let's get in touch. But show value. And I'll give a perfect example to you. I had a woman recently who asked me to write the forward for her book. I did not know her at all. She actually <laughs> created an eight-minute video for me and sent it to me, and it explained her whole journey and why she looked at to me as someone she wanted to write the foreword of the book and what she thought as far as the leadership that I showed online. And it was just a beautiful video. And I thought to myself, of course I'm going to do this because you've taken the effort yes. to do an eight-minute video instead of just sending me you know, a quick message saying, hey, can you help me? Can we meet for coffee? Well, you know, like many people, it's hard to fit those things in. But when someone takes the effort to do something special like that, you really notice and those people stand out. And that's what I mean about accessing a global audience and working with people. Don't just write someone a message or connect with them on LinkedIn and say, I'm interested in picking your brain, you know, create a video, show value. And and even before you ask, maybe share stuff that they're posting online and invest in that and build the relationship that way. There was um, um, an article I read the other day about all you have to do is really create a group of a thousand rabbit raving fans and you'll be set for life. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? 
I, I think that's true. I mean, I think for some people it's a thousand. I think some people maybe it's a hundred. And this is also so interesting in terms of the world that we're going into is like you said, you don't need a million people anymore. If you have a, a thousand people who are interested in some very specific part of your business, then that's all you need in order to be a successful business. So we're seeing these niche audiences really grow online and and be able to nurture these communities. And it's just fantastic. Like my son's into this anime series called um, uh, Sword Art Online. And, uh, you know, he has access to Facebook group where everybody's talking about it. He's been able to buy merchandise globally. And you just see these communities grow, even if you're into something really, really niche. And, and that's possible today. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, you mentioned about some uh, that one of the ways we we keep up is by hanging out with influential people. Um, you are obviously an influencer, so um, as we kind of head towards the end of the interview, tell us how do we get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can be found anywhere online at Amber Mac. Uh, my website's ambermac.com. And, uh, you know, if, if it's not me, uh, there are hundreds more people in uh, Canada who are doing uh, a really great job of reaching out and providing inspiration and advice for how to succeed in business. So I think uh, we live in a world where it's really about effort in. And uh, if you put in that effort, you can be successful. Well, I know that uh, I've been receiving your, uh, your uh, I, I call them your newsletter updates, your blog updates that have come through my email and uh, I really love the content one I like the, the content but I also like the style by what you uh, conveyed it really is uh, it's it's professional but it's uh, you know there's a certain there's a certain sense of joie de vivre associated with it too so I think that's really cool um, what's uh, what's the final piece of advice that you can give our, our listeners Amber um, that uh, that you'd say this is the one thing I want you to always remember well, I, I think the one thing that I think people should always remember is that uh, it's probably going to take a little more time than you imagined in order to succeed in today's digital economy. In that, uh, you see it with people who are successful is that they're not working, you know, twenty, thirty hours a week. So it is is time, and I, I think that you have to perhaps give up certain things in your life to be able to succeed in that space. And I don't mean giving up relationships. I mean, you know, giving up things like, hey, you can't watch the latest Netflix series because there's just not enough time. <laughs> And, yeah. and I think those things are important. And the second thing I'll say, uh, just because I've been talking about it a lot on the show, is that there are resources online. Uh, PayPal has a, a great resource center where you can go and get advice. And that's just one example. I mean, there are businesses all across uh -huh. this country and beyond who provide really amazing advice. And if you don't have the answers you want, uh, get curious and go out and ask. Uh, I have. It's just on that note. I have a. I have a question that I've been curious about. Is what is it with people when they say, "Oh, I don't want to put my information, my Visa card, on PayPal"? Not why do they feel that way? What do you say to businesses who have customers like that when it comes to paying for things online, through through PayPal? Yeah, I mean, I think those that's always going to exist, right? I don't think that's the majority. And, and again, I go back to like, don't let tiny obstacles be, you know, an excuse for not doing what you should and want to be doing. So there may be those people who say that you can send them as much information as they want. But it's just like me, you know, I go and uh, I talk on air all the time about using Google Home. And you're going to have those people who say, I'm never going to use Google Home because I think it's listening to me all the time. And, and those people are, are never going to be your target audience. They're not going to overcome that. You can tell them everything. Uh, 
that, you know, technically about how it works, but they just won't necessarily get on board. So I educate first. So you can educate them, mm-hmm. tell them that it's safe. And if, it, if they have issues, there are ways to follow up. I've always been in a position where I prefer to work with those reputable companies that that are, are global and that, you know, you can get in touch with where, where versus those companies that, you know, are small and, and you haven't necessarily heard of them. So go with those brands that you trust. Right on, like Startup Canada. Startup Canada is a brand you should trust. <laughs> Amber Mac, you're awesome at ambermack.com. I highly recommend you follow this amazing woman entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, and uh, and pretty cool mom too because I've done a little bit of a research on your books and so on. And and congratulations on those too. Um, so that's it, Amber, for today. You keep on rocking, and we'll look forward to the next time we get a chance to chat. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. 